2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's pre market prep Spencer Israel Joel Conan Dennis stick with you and what is a relatively quiet morning We are back up if you recall we we sort off hard into the close yesterday we're we're sort of back up here this morning so I guess that's notable. Um, Got a couple of headlines on our radar. We talked about SPACs for the last 10 minutes, but I mean, we could talk about SPACs every day. Uh, Apple is in the news. Uh, Penn National Gaming is in the news. Best Buy had a headline. Moderna uh, is in the news. So, uh, we, we want to talk those we want to talk video game stocks that just keep on running i want to get to those as well our guest today is nick shaheen he's the author of create income with option spreads he'll be on at 8 35 we'll get to some questions from our chat later in the show before i throw it to joel I want to remind you all to hit that like button show us some love we appreciate all the likes on youtube and now i will throw it to joel and joel will recap for us how exactly we have bounced back here in the pre-market trading session good morning joel
3: uh, good morning Spencer uh we kissed uh, yesterday's low a little bit after midnight 37 and a half was your low for yesterday you hit 36 and a quarter and the buy the dippers came in uh, we're up 23 and a half handles 23 three, th- 23 3668.50 that's your pre-market high there's a nice target for you but that's only five points away uh, all-time closing high uh, 36.93. Crude's in the green by 17 cents at 47.16. Gold in between 18 and 1900 here, up 1560 at uh, 1847.90. You also have silver in the green. Silver's in the green by 35 cents at 2405. And then Bitcoin trying to clear that $20,000 level again. We're up $95 at $19,365. Uh, good morning, Triple D. Uh, we got a comment that you were pretty calm on the show yesterday. Is this going to be uh, a repeat calm show, or are you going to get riled up?
4: I never know. I wing the entire thing, so it's just a matter of what gets said by whoever, That whether I get wound up or not. I'm fairly calm this morning. Didn't drink coffee or anything. Everyone always
3: asks that. That's like the most commonly asked question. I'm a pre market prep chatters is what kind of coffee does Dennis drink?
4: Because they want that. Because I don't drink any caffeine. Can you imagine me on caffeine? Can you imagine if I was drinking coffee? I'd be bouncing off the walls and be talking so fast. No way would ever get a word in. At least the odd time you guys get some words in. I was on coffee. I just talked nonstop and you guys wouldn't say anything. So you'd hate me it'd be the whole show yeah uh, run on sentence
3: i so. i know you want to talk about stacks right i love stacks yeah they're fun i talk about anything
4: but that's facts the facts are fun what do you want to talk about
2: uh maybe we should start with apple here because that's that's like a stock that you know people actually have heard of and, and can move the market and move the, old market bit. uh, the headline here. Um, and this, uh, I think there were some analysts that were out, uh, uh last week are just about the strong iPhone demand. So, uh, following up with that, Apple said, they're going to produce, uh, they're going to increase their iPhone production in the first half of the year, basically going to, going to produce 30% more iPhones, uh in in the first half to respond to that what is apparently extremely high demand for the iphone 12
4: long apple i stay long apple one thing i will say and let's just take this over to tesla is you texted me last night what's gonna happen on friday when we add tesla and we know tesla's already continuing to run you know which was somewhat predictable that it was gonna have a strong week we talked about it all last week and it had a really good day yesterday it's up here again this morning I think it could even hit 700 this week, just because everybody's got to buy it. But who knows? Nothing's for sure. But I would not want to be short Tesla right now. But if we are going to pile into Tesla, all, all the herbs and you know, all the S and P, you know, are, are chasing Tesla Friday. Do they sell off everything else? I mean, we haven't seen, you know, a, a company that's kind of market cap to get out of the S and P. Do we have some of the major components like an Apple, like a Go- like a, like a Google, like a Microsoft? Do they get hit? simply because tesla's going in i'm asking the viewers i'm asking you yeah guys. i mean i don't really have the you do i don't really have the answer to because we haven't seen uh, anything like tesla size go in before so i don't know i t- i kind of think they will i kind of think you could see some nervousness maybe thursday or friday so maybe this is the rally you sell if you're short term maybe you, you get you know to the sidelines for this tesla event and then uh, what i will say is how i'm going to play it because it's so unpredictable is if we get a serious sell-off and a lot of major S&P components simply because Tesla's going in, I think that's going to be a buying opportunity.
3: Right, so right. I'm going to right. put some
4: bids out there, you know, on my shopping list and hopefully, you know, if we get some, and maybe it's a non-event, maybe it goes in and everybody's talked about so much, maybe it's not going to even be a mover, but you know, if we get some weakness, you know, that's just because Tesla's going in and get some weakness in some of these other S&P components, then maybe, um, you know, you use that as a buying opportunity, but I'm, I wouldn't be like just loading up like Apple today or loading up anything because in three days we're going to have an event happen that we don't really know what's going to happen with the other S and P components. I mean, you got to make
3: some room, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I'm so just, I'm
4: just trying to look at this. Why not logically knocking so the big boys down a
3: little bit to make the room. I mean, that's what, that's what I was thinking. And that's yeah. what I was thinking happened a little bit yesterday, you know, because you got the lead and, Uh, But it really wasn't the tech that sold off. But I'm just thinking, just from a mathematics, do we have anybody that we can dial up for this that would be good along these lines? We really... We don't have re- any true indexers, this
0: guests. Well, we?
2: We, we could reach out to Lawrence Black, who who runs that that index uh, shop. He was on our show, I want to say in July or August. Okay. He's, he's you want to like, reach
3: out to him, Spencer, and see? I mean, just to yeah. get a picture. It'd be nice
4: to find somebody that's actually got to buy the S&P or, or buy Tesla. Like, who's got to buy Tesla out there? You know, they're oh, saying man. all these people got to buy. Maybe we can find. How are they going about it? Yeah. Can they get fun. ahead of it a bit? Like, are they getting ahead of it a bit? Can they buy or do they have to do it all on the close? I mean, a lot of them are going to do it on the close. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, there's so much anticipatory money. And what do we mean by that? It's people who are banking that the indexers are coming. So you have seen this move from 450 to 640. Don't kid yourself. It is a crowded long in Tesla right now. It's very crowded. The, 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 you know, anticipatory traders are just saying that the indexer's got to come though, and it's going to, you know, they're going to come in and get me out. So if you get it too crowded, you could see them pull the rug out from under the day before. Kind of like, you know, on Russell Rebalance Day, a lot of times you'll see, you know, the, the companies going in, start selling off the day before, they do it early. So could it, you know, do it early? And that's why I've said all along, I think Tesla tops out, but I think it tops out either the day before, the day of, or the day after. I'm not sure when they're going to pull the rug out from under it, but there's a lot of people who are long this just for those indexers. And those indexers don't come as big as you think they're going to come. Then you're going to see the stock have a wicked sell-off instead. So it's not just a slam dunk that it's going to 700. I think it's going higher. I think it's making new highs. Uh, I would probably, if I was in it, I'd probably want to get out a couple days early, like maybe tomorrow, you know, if it starts going 670, 680. I don't know if I'd stick around for the fireworks long yeah. because It's not, it doesn't necessarily have to do anything.
3: (laughs) It's going to be one day, interesting day, just talking about Apple here and um, that 125 to 126 area. I mean, you're two, you're up two bucks today because of the sell-off yesterday Uh, that, after the uh, September tech racket got back up to that area, you got back up to that area again last week. And then you guys know I'm just going to give you that price is going to drive you crazy. But uh, the pre split closing price that was on August 8th obviously, Apple is or Tesla's uh, far performed since then primarily because of getting added to the index. But on that Friday in August, before it was uh, added, it closed at 124.81. So I've just been keeping that 125 level. If it gets back up here, here, if you're selling, it's, it's kind of no man's land. But uh, that's that's a look at Apple, major resistance there.
2: While we're on the topic of index rebalances, uh, you know the NASDAQ 100 only rebalances once a year, and that's coming up here on the 21st. So they they announced – it was yesterday yeah it was yesterday yesterday morning um so peloton is in the nas the the queues
4: they're gonna do that on the friday night too
2: it's effective on the 21st so, so. i
4: mean it's gonna be on the friday night as well yep <laughs> holy they load it up i'm gonna tell you one thing i'm gonna promise you is there is going to be some <laughs> absolutely incredible moves on friday the 18th there is going to be some incredible moves picking the direction is still a little bit unknown. You would logically think Tesla's going to go up and the S&P stocks are going to go down. But like I said, they could pull the rug out from under and do the trade backwards. I've seen it happen and Russell rebalance. You, and, and, you know, those indexers got to come in and buy those stocks, too. And sometimes they've done it the day before or it's just too crowded. But I mean, now you got a Nasdaq rebalance, too. So that's going to throw out Apple and Google and probably a lot of the other guns as well very interesting day it's going to be i'm going to be playing the fade trade that day meaning into the close i will be fading moves so if you start seeing a wicked sell-off end of the day apple loses three or four bucks i'll probably be buying it on the close the way you play that is if you if you have access to it and if you see your discount retail broker you might not have access to those orders which is why you know free trading kind of get what you pay for but it's the loc or limit on close. I put a limit on close order out there and it says, fill me on the close at this price, at my price or kill the order. So I don't get filled ahead of time. So if you see the stock crashing, if you have an order to buy a stock, let's say I put an Apple, you know, limit on close order out there at like 120 and it starts going down to 118, 117. I'm not filled yet. I'm not filled till the close. So if it prints 116 on the close, I get 116, not 120 because I put it limit on close. So I'm gonna get whatever the closing print is if it's below where my limit price is. That's the limit on close order. I use that order every single day, multiple times. It's the way I participate in the close. I'm, I'm, if I'm liking a stock for a story and I wanna buy it on the close, I use the LOC. A lot of traders use market on close. You can use those two. that gets you in no matter what. I never like writing a blank check though, so that's why I don't use market on order, close orders. I use limit on close. That's how I'm gonna be playing Friday. It's fading using L O C orders.
3: No, it does kind of like your your overall strategies. I mean, you you know, sometimes if you have a, a catalyst and anticipate, anticip you know that's a big a, word, anticipatory. Anticipatory event, <laughs> you know, like earnings or something. But this, you're like, take her up, take her down, you know, come to Papa instead stuff. Yeah, I'll fade
4: know. it. I'll fade the movie either way. And what I've said for years to to traders in our firm and also on this show. Is when you have moves in stocks that are purely based on, you know, a rebalance, like order flow reasons, nothing to do with the companies. Those moves often get retraced. It's so not all the time. Nothing works 100% of the time, but they often do. So again, you know, that's why I look at that as an opportunity where, okay, we're going to sell all these stocks potentially off or buy you know Tesla just because it's getting added. And will I fade Tesla? You know, people are asking me, I'm going to short Tesla. I don't know yet. (laughs) uh, It depends what it does. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. I might might get down to it. I won't get crazy size in Tesla because it's going to have some wicked moves. But will I fade the clothes on Tesla? Maybe.
3: That's it, it. Also, I mean, uh, one thing that's kept me, you know, following Tesla is I same thing as with Apple, you know, where was that that close uh, after the split, right? And Tesla was way down there because they've had several other, other catalysts. And uh, I actually wrongly thought Apple might outperform Tesla after the split, but that couldn't have been more wrong. That, uh, <laughs> Man, that pre split uh close in Tesla. Holy macro, that was way down. Oh, I didn't want to look, I'm gonna get sick. 290.54. Wow,
4: yeah. But after that, so Whoa, the it, catalyst, but 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 it also so you're talking after it split though, after it split, it sold off. We topped out that day after the split, like a Maybe day I'm later, at the wrong day. No, we sold off. We sold off significantly after the split. I'm looking at the
3: wrong day. I'm looking at the wrong day, but it still was four forty two sixty eight. For
4: and then Tesla. we sold off a $100 after that. Yes. So yes. there was some big Correct. money made shorting it after that split. Don't kid yourself. There was some right. money. People make right. money shorting stocks. I know there's some rumors and there's people <laughs> tweeting out there that you can't make money shorting stocks. I make money shorting stocks, you know, and I was talking to, you know, my buddy Krishna there, give you a shout out. You listen to the show sometimes, seven points, and He's like, he says he makes, and and he's a great trader. And he says, about 75% of his money comes from the short side. So there is money to be made shorting stocks. I don't advise retail and newer traders to even touch it. But like I say, I trade market neutral. If I'm going to be, if if, let's say set up a hypothetical situation, let's just say they sell off a lot of S&P stocks, major components on Friday at the close. And I get along a whole pile of S&P stocks. What am I going to do? I'm going to be selling spy against it because I need to hedge myself out. I need to get rid of that market risk. So like I've said, I trade and people don't understand why I would ever do that. I trade market neutral in my overnight and day trading portfolios. I'm always hedged. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to reduce overall market risk. So the market tanks overnight, I'm okay. Market rallies huge overnight, I'm okay. It depends on how your hedges are. So it doesn't always work out perfectly, but overall, you know, during March, this is how, you know, I you know, perform because, you know, I'm hedged. I'm not just flat out long and the market falls 5%, I lose 5% of my money. And my long-term portfolio would be that way because my long-term portfolio is long only. But on my swing trades, usually I try to hedge them out. And my day trades, I might be biased in swing sometimes, but my day trades, overnight portfolios, I am hedged. I am shorting some stocks. And if I've got a whole bunch of longs, I'll short spy against it then. Or I you know I'll short Q's if it's a bunch of tech longs. So I do that to smooth my earnings curve because I like to be consistent. Because if you didn't, you know, if you, were, if you had the greatest te- technical setups and all of a sudden the market tanks, it doesn't matter what your technical setup because the market got slammed and you were losing money. Well, I can have a great technical setup. If that stock stays flat and the market goes down 1%, I made 1%. So that's why, you know, I do market neutral hedging. And most of the traders at Bright Trading do it that way too. I think most of your prop firms are very respective to market risk. And if they're trying to extract alpha from an individual strategy, they're you know often doing different hedges to you know cleanly extract that alpha and smooth their earnings curve.
2: Uh, can I finish going through the names for the Nasdaq rebalance? Because I, I think it could Please. be worth watching on Friday. Uh, so you've got Peloton is in Atlassian, which is team they're in. Okta, OKTA. They're in Marvel Technology, MRVL. They're in Match.com, or Match Group is in, and American Electric Power, AEP. They're all in. This is into the one hundred. Yep. This into is the in, Q's. into the queues. In the queues. And then who's out? Uh, bioman right, You got to
4: you got to go through the
2: list one more yeah,
4: time. Yeah, I'm writing bit it all slow. down. Okay, I'll yeah. go Q-Q slow. QQQN.
3: Yeah. Yep. Just pause for it. Take this a is breath.
4: important because if you're trading these stocks, even if you're not in the index, Arbor, to, to understand. That if they are going in or out, there's going to be some wicked moves on on Friday, and maybe that gets you to a target, maybe that gets you out of something or into something. You know, maybe there's some buying pressure that'll get you out of your stock, your swing trade long. So even understanding how the arbitrage works can help you with your swing trading, even if you're not index arbor. So give them to us okay. one more time.
2: Who's who's in the the queue starting uh, as of Monday? As of Monday, so this is going to
4: be Friday at the close when these are going to go in.
2: Yep. Reflected as of Monday morning. Yeah. Pel- Peloton is in. Yeah. Atlassian team is in. Yep. Okta or Okta, OKTA. They're yep. in. Um, Marvel Technology Group, MRVL. Yeah. Match Group is in. Yeah. And American Electric Power, AEP. They're all in.
4: I love how they put the utility stock in. Like the queues, everybody thinks it's all tech stocks. There's yeah, like I 25 non tech stocks in there.
2: So who's out as a result of that? You've got Ulta Beauty is out.
3: Kicked Alta. they eh? kicked Alta, huh?
2: Yeah you, you got soft. take Take Two, which is running. Maybe we should talk about that. Take two is out.
4: They kicked my Take Two out.
3: Why would they do that?
2: You've uh, got a media company, Liberty Global, L B T Y A. There's actually two tickers, but
4: too many symbols. Too many symbols.
2: Okay. Speedia <laughs> uh, is out.
4: It violated the four ticker symbol limit.
2: Next. St- Citrix, CTXS
4: is out. Apple components. That's probably up today because Apple
2: and Biomarin, Citrix, you know, and BMRN.
4: Biomarin, B M R N.
2: That's the last one. You got those six, are out. Six in, six out.
4: I love that. Okay, this is information that we give you here on Benzinga's pre-market prep that you will never hear on CNBC because you know what? CNBC's got to attract the masses, and they're attracting their fundamental. You know, valuation matters. We're talking trading we're talking trade and we're talking what's going to move on friday you know we're telling you the movers before the movers happen uh give me the direction here because sometimes these things like i said they pull out but let's just take a look at some charts here is there some movement here on these stocks that are going in and going out i mean everything's kind of been moving up in the nasdaq so match went the other way yesterday but all has been hanging out take two has been running the video gamers have just been on fire although i wonder if that was uh that take two. That little sneak over two hundred, and then tank it underneath that. You wonder if that didn't uh, put a short-term top in there yesterday. Upside capitulation. What are your thoughts on these stocks, Joel?
3: Oh man, I mean, some were right. I mean, going back to your statement about you know the facts of these stocks, the trends. I mean, maybe it'll reverse a little bit. The ones that are coming out, but. Man, it's a, it's a lot of math, and I I think I'll just go with you. whatever the trend was prior. If you get a reversal in that trend, you know, look where it closes, where look where the levels is, and look for the reverse on it. I mean, that's uh, you know, I don't have any. I mean, some of them have, are, most of them had pretty nice looking charts. So if they're getting kicked out, maybe an opportunity to buy the dip
2: in them. Well, I mentioned take two. If you, are you yeah, wow. That's well, you, you don't have that's it's TTW. Yeah. I mean
4: I'm still long at full disclosure.
2: It's been running. They've yeah. all
4: been I am lucky day. I'm not looking at this thing. I would have probably sold it. that's <laughs> in the long term portfolio. I thought it was like a 180. <laughs> I didn't know
3: that two hundred yesterday. I probably would have sold it. Lucky I don't look at my long term portfolio. It's so so AIV's getting kicked out of the S P, right, Spencer? Did you Yeah,
4: everybody's down? talking about AIV. Uh, this is, uh, this is not down 84%. I don't believe this is actually a spinoff.
2: They, yeah, they, they, they're spinning <laughs> off their apartment income, uh, uh, unit. So there's now, it's now spinning off into, there's AIV and AIM are the two tickers. What is the, new,
4: what is the new symbol?
2: So they're spinning off their new unit. Uh, it's going to be AIM as in Mary. AIM, AI. yeah,
4: nice. A-I-M or AIV? Because that's a different stock. That's AIM Immunotech.
2: Oh, uh, wait, hold on. They, uh, no, AIV is uh spinning off its business. I'm reading from the PR. AIRC,
4: AIRC. So you add up the two okay. prices. Yeah. So everybody on Twitter, and I mean it is littered with people. Oh my goodness, AIV's down eighty percent. What's going on? Not three markets prep. It's not down eighty percent. It is now you own AIRC as well as AIV. So you add up those two prices, $6.10 plus AIRC, I'm assuming you got, and you got $36. You're actually up money today here in AIV. It's up about a buck when you add those two up. So it's not down 85%. It's actually up a buck. Sorry, shorts. I know if anybody was short this, they got excited. They thought Tesla had knocked AIV's market cap down 85%. Sorry to disappoint. They did not. If you were short the stock, you now are short AIRC at thirty four forty seven. Actually, I don't have the close on it, so I'm not even sure about that price. They didn't give me a close on where, where that AIRC is opens. Just trading for the first time today, though.
2: Um, okay, we do have an M and A deal. I want to um, run through real fast. Pete, Every
3: day we have one.
2: Nah, it didn't seem like we had one for for a while there, but we now we had a few yesterday, and then one well, yeah. Today. Eli Lilly is entering the uh, genomics uh, space. They are uh, acquiring uh, Prevail Therapeutics. PRVL is the ticker there. They're getting acquired for $22.50 a share in cash. Uh, Plus there's a contingent uh, value. Uh, So it could be worth up to $4 per share um, extra. So you're talking could be worth up to $26.50, but for now it's $22.50 a share. In cash, that's what Eli Lilly is, is paying for PRVL. I tried looking for other; it's a very small company. I was trying to find other gene editing plays, and I, I, I couldn't really.
4: They must like this deal, Joel. It's up four bucks. Did Lilly? Lily had some uh, other news though too, didn't they? I thought I thought I saw something else this morning. They have some guidance.
2: Uh, there may have been some guidance. Let me check.
4: I thought I saw something else fly by, by. No, I'm not. 100%. Oh, they.
2: You know. You know what it was. They. They announced a dividend raise uh, last night, oh, and uh, and they gave guy. They updated their guidance. They did do guidance. Okay. It was a slight guidance raise. Um, looking for the numbers here. Um, uh,
3: I don't know about Lily. What do yeah, you think, here, Joel? This a is a weird... tough one. <laughs> Well, if you if you go with like uh, the bottom here, I don't even know what you call this here, island bottom with a gap up. Yeah, if that's you a look weird at
4: chart, man.
5: yeah.
3: If you look at the one, two, three, four, five, six days, then you wait two more days, and it might be a possible reversal. That's what I would say because that was a weird old pattern here, and you know, obviously, this was one of the vac- the first vaccine Monday, which it never came back down to that level. And then now you're doing the same thing. So I just let's see it hang out, consolidate for a few days. And I mean, if I don't know what you want to determine what a breakdown, now it's trading above these highs at one sixty two. This thing has quietly marched itself back within striking back. Distance of its all time high of one sixty two. By the dip works again. Yeah, By the dip. They might be on to something here. It worked again. It worked again, but that i for Lily to trade like that too, that's just a really, really I mean, strange pattern for that. Trading up four bucks. Who? I don't know. Depends what your take your targets is if you if you got it. I'd say the next two, three days could be real, real important for this issue.
2: Yeah, wait, if I can just go back to the numbers there on Lily for a second. You yeah. raise our dividend from seventy four cents to eighty four cents a share and they raise their guidance their full year EPS guidance. Um it's now in the mid seven dollar range versus a seven dollar thirty two cent estimate, and they're Are so- they
3: working on anything? Um, they have COVID, drug guns. yeah, COVID they stuff. do.
4: Yeah. I I believe they do. I remember them talking about it before.
2: i all have uh,
4: something cooking on that. Hey, for- speaking
2: of that, we should probably talk uh, Moderna. The Adcom meeting, the Advisory Committee meeting, is scheduled for Thursday. Yeah. So the FDA dropped some documents this morning, essentially saying that. I mean, we all know what's coming, right? We all know this vaccine is going to get approved. It would be a, a huge shock, I think, if this didn't get approved. But the FDA is saying in these documents this morning that the the two-dose Moderna vaccination is highly effective in preventing the vaccine, uh, preventing the virus. So we know this is coming. Uh, I want to look at Moderna, and then I want to look at Pfizer and, and BioNTech yesterday because those things just sold off, so, sell the news, sell the news.
4: Oh, yeah, Yeah. Pfizer got hammered yesterday. I mean, too much good news is priced into it. It was, you know, obviously, we know it's not a game changer for the company's bottom line, but yeah, got a lot of no, but it's a game changer for like humanity. That's it. So, but humanity doesn't pay, unfortunately, for Pfizer, so that's why obviously stocks coming back down. I mean, I think Moderna eventually sells off too. Does it get the approval? Does it get the initial pop and then sell off? Maybe, I mean, it means more to Moderna than it does to Pfizer. So you're kind of comparing apples and oranges because Pfizer is a huge conglomerate where it's, you know, got so much money, you know, doing so many different things. Where this is Moderna, this is, you know, and NovaVax. These are not necessarily one trick ponies, but there's not a lot of tricks in the bag. So that's very important for these companies. Could get the lift up. I tend to think it'll be a sell the news event. So if it does get a, a, a rip higher when it actually gets the formal approval, is that what you're saying could come Thursday is like the formal, like no. vaccine approval.
2: No, 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 just the recommendation. Just
4: the re- rec- But then that follows. So you get the recommendation and then a couple of days later, the approval, it's going to come. I mean, the nine ninety-four 94%, it's going to get approved. So is there a run up ahead of that? Maybe, maybe it gets the gap up on the approval. And then I think, you s- I think if I was in it, I'd be selling after, you know, I, I, maybe they get a couple of days here, and then if it gaps up on the approval, I think it's a ring the register moment.
3: Uh, to, in the pre market, uh, to stop dead in its tracks at one sixty thirty three, did that in two two different brackets, and now you backed off three bucks from that, so that's a good level. And then on the daily charts, there's a double top at one sixty three seventy five from the last two sessions. So looks like you're building up some overhead resistance.
2: Wait, never mind. Sorry, that was I thought we lost your mic there, but that was my fault. It's I good.
3: Oh, okay, <laughs> I hear you. You're allowed I to remember. make a fight, make yeah. a stake every once in a while. We do all the time. Uh, but that's it. And then coming back on the downside, I guess if you want to try and pick this up on the cheap, I mean, just based on the trading action from yesterday and where it's trading today, you're close. One fifty-five zero seven. Be uh, on a pullback here. You may find some buyers at that area.
2: All right. Uh, about eight thirty, we'll have Nick Shaheen join us in a few minutes. You want to talk the back of the day? Or-
4: I want to go back. Everybody's asking me about this. You know, people don't Z-E-R-U. understand this hedging oh, stuff. I had a whole bunch okay. of questions flying at me, and they want to talk more about the hedging. Um, people saying, "How do you delta hedge? What do you do?" I just dollar dollar hedging. You know, like it's, it's not a perfect science. I just don't want to be long. A couple million dollars worth of stock in my overnight portfolio, and all of a sudden the market pukes, and you know I get hammered. So that's how I'm taking away. You know I'm, I'm eliminating the possibility of a bad market day. I mean, would I make more money in an uptape, and I'm biased long by not being hedged, probably. But again, what I'm trying to do is smooth my earnings curve. And then some other people are saying, how do you make money if you're market neutral? Well, it's down to your stock selection. You know, you're not, you know, you're all about, I'm about extracting alpha from my stock selection, not about extracting alpha from an up tape. So when I'm trading market neutral, it is perfectly, you know, I'm not benefiting from an uptape at all where, you know, the market's up 80%. I'm benefiting my long-term portfolio, but with IWM going up 20% November, I wasn't trying to call the IWM up 20% November. I'm trying to call individual stocks that I think are going to outperform. So, you know, like I even, you know, had set up that NCLH. It's nice when you don't even have to use the indexes as hedges. You know, when I had that, you know, talking about the NCLH long versus the Hilton short, because I felt like Hilton had run far enough and I felt like there was a catch up trade in NCLH. I said that on the show. NCLH went up 50% after that and Hilton went up nothing. So there's money to be made right there. You know, that's just a stock versus stock hedge, a, a classic pairs trade, even though the two stocks, you know, really aren't related. They are related in this whole reopening a trade. But when you're when you're putting on the the market hedges, you're just taking away and eliminating any overnight market risk. So in this tape, if I was biased long the whole time, yes, I would be, you know, performing well. But I'll tell you, a lot of times I'm biased short. And by me buying the SPY or buying Qs, it allows me to not get hammered when the market gaps up two percent. So I'm trying to extract alpha from my individual strategies, not trying to benefit from an overall uptape or downtape. I'm not trying to call the market. I'm using the market. And some days I will call the market and I'll be a little biased long that day. If I feel like the market's gonna gap up the next day, I might stay a little bit long. And then I'm trying to extract a little extra from a call. But I don't make money, you know, my core strategies are making money from making market calls. It's from making stock calls. It's from making setups. It's from different strategies that we talk about on the show all the time. And I don't want to get hammered on the market from an individual strategy. So if I'm making good stock calls, then I'm eliminating, I'm not eliminating, but I'm reducing my market risk. Kind of follow? I know Joel follows because this is- Yeah, yeah. And this has been, you know, bright trading's core strategies is hedge away that market risk so that you can live to trade another day. Because I'm all about protecting capital. I don't want to be on margin you know, and all of a sudden you get this 10% correction in the NASDAQ in four days. And, um, you know, I was margined right out, you know, and I'm, I'm down 20, 30% of my portfolio because, you know, I was too heavy in tech stocks. I, I'm not going explain,
3: to explain why, um, you know, how you do it, but also kind of explain, you know, why on the opens and why, you know, things end up shaking out, you know you know, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you favor, sometimes not to your favor, but talk about, you know, the open and the liquidity and how, you know, things kind of come in, uh, it's mathematical wise. Well, there's a core strategy
4: that you're, you know, alluding to here of, you know, stocks open too high or open too low every day. It's why I talk about these imbalances, you know, where you got a big buyer here. Like when I say, and I'll just give you examples here. I'm looking at the imbalances for the first time today. So I can see, HPQ has 77,000 shares to sell. That's, that's significant enough to take a note of, but it's not very big. This is, it's actually a bad example today because there's not a lot of you know huge imbalances here. XOMO, almost 46,000 to sell. CRM, 31,000 to buy. Maybe that opens a little bit too high because there's a big buyer in there and maybe I want to fade that buyer. So I'll sell it short to them saying, okay, you want you got this huge buyer in the market. I'm going to fade it to you. I think it's going to make the stock open too high. And then I'm going to get short that stock. But maybe I'm long queues against it because I'm looking for that CRM to, that it opened too high and I want it to come in. But if CRM opens and the market opens and the market goes here, well, CRM is going to go up too. But if the market goes up more in CRM, then I make money. So it's all relative performance. You know, you're looking at different strategies. So I'm employing probably anywhere from, you know, 20 to 30 to 50 different types of strategies, quantitative edges that I have, you know, figured out, you know, or, you know, seen, You know, and they change. You know, over the course of my 21 years prop trading career, and uh, when I'm employing those strategies, I'm you know that's where I'm trying to extract the alpha from. So then I again, I just don't want that overall market risk. Like let's just say hypothetically, you know, like on Friday everything sells off and I get long millions of dollars worth of stock. Well, I don't want that overnight risk, so I'm going to hedge it out with the market because I don't want to be long, a whole pile of, uh, you know, a whole whole bunch of stocks. And then the market tanks. I don't know what the market's going to do. Maybe the market goes down on Monday and I get hammered. So that's where, you know, I was just saying if these stocks gap down, I want to extract the alpha from the inefficiency that there has to be sellers because of buyers in Tesla. So I buy those stocks long, short spy against it, lock it in. Now I'm market neutral. And now I'm hoping for that gap to come back in. I'm not worried about, you know, if I just buy here, market goes up, okay, I make money. Market goes down, I make money. But I'm not a genius for that. I'm not, you know, extracting any alpha for that. I'm just benefiting from the uptape or the down tape. But When you go like this, stocks gap down, I want to lock it in with SPY like that. I'm looking for that gap to fill. And that's all alpha generation. Like, I'm not, you know, extracting any, you know, of the market movement. It's all alpha. And that's what they, I mean, there's a website, Seeking Alpha. That's what I do. I seek alpha. I'm looking for alpha all the time. I'm not trying to make money off of an uptape. I'm trying to make money by picking stocks.
2: So and I hope
4: that kind of explains.
2: This it. Is, so there's there's two the two most common ways of hedging, right, are via an ETF or via options. And yes, I want to bring on our, our guest now, who can talk about the. So De- Dennis hedges by buying and selling ETFs, m- mostly spy. Yeah. But also, the QQQs or or anything, right? Any ETF or any any anything like that. Uh, our guest, Nick Shaheen, he's the author of Creating Income with Option Spreads. He hedges via options. Nick, good morning.
5: Good morning to you. Good conversation, boy. Yeah, that like was that? A, that that
2: you had a lot to
5: say there. I kind of like <laughs> fell asleep in the middle a little bit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I need more coffee. I need my, more coffee now.
5: My eyes rolled back and. <laughs>
4: You didn't like that. You don't like hedging. You're a hedger
5: no, too. I liked. I liked your enthusiasm. You so you like
4: to hedge though.
5: I, I it's it's all about um getting an edge, and you seek something because you have an edge because of your expertise. So that's the important part. So you're not willingly doing something. Whatever you're doing is just um you're you're first of all you have a system. Second of all, you have the knowledge to get an edge at least in your head, and then you put it into practice, and then you take it off when you're wrong and that's what most people on retail m- miss they they go by gut by feel they don't have a process and i think that's where the big disconnect is with somebody who because some between somebody who does it professionally and somebody who's just trying to get into it
4: Like when you're, and this is, you hedge yourself too though, Nick. Like a lot of times, even when you're right, unless you're really convicted, you'll buy a lower put just in case the shit hits the fan. You're always one of those. And that's why I, you know, I have so much respect for the way you trade because a lot of people, you know. And you need balance. Yeah.
5: So not everything is directed one way because you have one bad day or one wrong day. I should say bad or good depends on your position. So if everything long all the time you get one bad day and in options it could be a 40% haircut to your portfolio in one bad in one bad day if you've got nothing but calls and they're all shorter term and they're all to tech stocks you get one bad tech day you remember the minus 4% tech days we used to get those ugly ones in there that would decimate a an all options portfolio that buys and hopes for a rally so the portfolio should have balance so if i'm long a whole bunch of stuff i should short the indices somehow uh, and uh, fine that loses money but when you buy insurance in your car you lose on that I'm putting lose in quotes every Great day way you to don't, put it it's yeah, the insurance you, you crash your car you're upset but if you don't crash your car you don't say shoot I'm I've wasted my insurance premiums uh,
4: and that's what it is I mean that's what hedging really is it's the insurance against you know adverse market movements so and like you, you do long, you do short, you go calls, you go puts, you know, you're all over the place. So maybe sometimes in your strategy you're naturally hedged because you got some bearish bets and you got some bullish bets. But would you sit there with just all bullish bets, you know, all absolutely the time? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. He says. So there you go. And I mean, that's the one problem where you know, you get a lot of newer traders, they only put on bullish bets. So they're very dependent on an uptape, and it's been awesome. I mean, from Mar- April to May, June, July, August, September. I mean, there's a couple of hiccups in there, but. It's been a predominantly up tape. So if you've just been long biased, if I would have went long everything, all my strategies all year, I would have probably made more money. But would I have survived March? You know, that's the difference.
5: This is not a, a typical market. I don't know if this is like the new normal of trading where everybody's involved and everything goes up all the time, but I just find that hard to believe. So I still stick to my process, even though I may underperform from the excitement perspective. So I don't catch a huge when i don't swing for the fences but i'll take my wins the way i usually take them so when i place a bet in 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 options especially when i'm selling like a spread i usually chase a certain yield between uh, 12 and 20 depends on the position and i'm happy with that so if that stock i bet on the upside via a bull put spread for example where i sell a put spread below current price which is a bullish position And the stock goes up a million percent. I don't participate a million percent, but I get my win. So I should be happy with that. And if I see the upside potential, I may marry it in in two ways. I'll do the bull put spread and I'll buy a uh, a bull call spread, which I've done recently on several occasions. So it has worked out. I did it with, uh, believe it or not, Palantir, Um, new stock to me but I found the fans to be incredible. So I was like, I'm betting on the fans. And and it was a, a good bet that way. So um, I'm expanding my horizons with regards to tickers, but I'm not changing my method of trading.
4: Speaking of tickers, you were requesting and other people were requesting. We, do, we used to do this with Nick. We'd give him a ticker. Oh. He'd give us a chart in 30 seconds and they'd talk about it and we'd just bang out tickers at him. And I'm going to do it with you now. I'm going to fly through some of these tickers with you. We want to get your thoughts. We're going to do it fast. So throw your tickers out to Nick right now in the chat and we will try to get to them. We're doing a quick five minute ticker time. We'll try to do 10 stocks in five minutes with Nick. Here we go. I'm going to get the first one. What about
3: uh, Spencer? Are you going to? Are we going
2: to? I got him up. Yep. I'm ready.
4: You want time? Put the
3: clock. We should put the clock on them. Anyways, the
4: tickers are
2: starting to come out. I'm, I'm ready to pull the trucks up. Here we go. Here they
4: go. They're coming out fast now. We're gonna go. Neil. Neil's the first one. And <laughs> I'm short. he's loaded. I'm short. That was quick. He's on the next
2: one. He's, he's short. loaded.
3: He's loaded up on this one. I okay, it's you. only Nick. I, it's not, only neck.
5: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not loaded <laughs> up short. I am you short. You
3: can't give can't give
4: commentary.
5: I, I'm oh, okay. I'm short because I wanted to be short and my short position is green, but I didn't close it and it's small and it's to next year and I'm not shorting the company. I'm just shorting the price action period. That's it. Uh, it, it is tight and a move is coming. So it's either a breakdown below 38, which it tested yesterday overnight, but that's like the fourth time it tested it. So it better hold the next time versus uh, there's resistance going into 44, 46 and 48. So it's a tight range um play the range and know th- your time frame. My time frame is out the middle of next year so I can afford to be a little bit a little bit short now, a little bit green and I'm okay with it.
4: All right, we went over time on that one. So we'll get faster <laughs> on the next one. Annie, Netflix, she wants to know about Netflix, NFLX.
5: Netflix, I'm long uh, and He's got I, in these. I, I like I like Netflix uh, yesterday's uh, price action. It looks like it's getting ready to get out of a uh, trading range. So um I'm definitely um, liking Netflix because of the breakout of the trading range. And the Disney thing is not a threat to Netflix. They can both exist. Parents can have it, uh, what they want to watch and kids too.
4: uh really tough one. Airbnb, ABNB. Oh, oh shoot. Airbnb. Oh, shoot. We all there. It'll, It'll take me 30 tough seconds one.
5: to put in the ticker. Oh, a minute.
2: <laughs> it's geez. Uh,
5: A Rough, rough, uh, rough ticker to type in. Doesn't roll off the tongues. Okay, so a huge... Pivot level is at 136 to, to 132, clearly, and it's not a lot of ticks. So I don't know if it's reliable enough for me to trade it. I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to trade it. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, so they have a lot of bookings, but I don't understand the business model. So I will need more history on the chart in order to trade it for myself. But clearly a new low will trigger new sellers and they're going to have a problem with 132, 136. And if they ever get to 142, for sure. 140 if you want that has like three major ticks inside of it roku i haven't looked at it in a long time because it's th it went to where it's too high to chase for me and too hot to short but it's definitely extended from a chart perspective and i'm not saying it should short it it's one of those things where i missed it and i should wait for the next load i did look at their financials and they are going in the way where I used to complain. What I used to complain about is going away, kind of like what Tesla did. So I'm not going to knock it for that same reason I used to before. Uh, 300 clearly is is got one nice candle from December 10th. Um, there's another pivot around 280, and the best pivot is around 260. I don't think we get 260 or 258 anytime soon, but that would be an outstanding place to get long.
4: Walmart lots of people in the chat want to know about Walmart.
5: Okay so I like Walmart f- and on dips. It's close to where I can buy it I have a I have a, um, a note for me to get long around 145 uh, so I like the ascending channel it's going into. I don't uh, want to chase it when everybody loves it. I thought I wanted to be Walmart when they released the Walmart plus thing and I still think that that's going to be a money maker like the uh, prime when they had hundred million subscribers. I mean this is Walmart they have more users. Um, than people think. So
4: I think that number would be huge. Sleepy stock, DraftKings, DKNG.
5: I was long. Uh, I still like it on dips. Now it's trading inside of a box. So I'm going to show you a chart and chase the breaches of the size of the box. Otherwise trade the range. Um, I like it long-term. I mean, I looked at the concept. People love to gamble. People love sports. Get the sports back online. I think this one goes far. I would oh, not show it.
4: tip. We got a tip, seven dollars and seventy-seven cents from Green Third Eye. Problem is, BITW is not a trade; it's it's an index, a crypto index. So I don't know if you can do a technical on BITW, but they maybe. Can do you... a is it a
5: Bitcoin video. thing?
4: Yeah. You so, so have, to...
5: is it a Bitcoin thing? If it's yes, a Bitcoin it thing, it... I called Bitcoin eighteen thousand months ago. I said, "Here, I I'll sh- I did three videos what you, on it. What do you I call
4: think. now? I'm calling
5: I'm calling it's not a place to get long I would get long if it gets back down to 16 or even 13 which was the neckline from which you broke out so that's the bitcoin deal you missed it this go around it's gonna fall again buy it on the dip however I am long gold and they're the same concept I know people probably cussing me out but they are if we can have a conversation later it's the same concept (laughs) (laughs) the dollar going into the toilet for a reason because of the fed and this is the only way you can uh, hold your value where the government doesn't affect you. Bitcoin and gold.
2: This is a chart of Bitcoin, just FYI here for everyone uh, who's watching right now. Uh, Nick, can you clarify one second? When you say you're long and when you say you're short, how is that? Are you long? Be oh. puts or you're short?
5: Okay. Uh, so in gold, I'm long uh, gold calls out to next year. So most
4: longs and shorts are via options. You're usually in options, right? Well, I, yes. yeah, I was I
5: was
2: clarifying what like
5: right and long. and the Netflix I'm long by selling a put spread on the breakout. I also recommend the debit call spread. It's usually ten dollars wide. It usually costs about three dollars, which leaves me about seven dollars of upside, and it usually has a lot of time on the clock.
3: Stocks. The only down. stock he owns with uh, is is in his Sun portfolio and it's Uber. Uber.
4: Straight down for six days here, snow S N O W. We're talking about a stock that blow off top of 429 a week ago. It's now 314, so it's been hammered. S N O W is a time to buy the dip in S N O W. Okay,
5: so I'm going to uh, draw a line to the first day, and there was a the high tick, whatever it was, 320, yeah, thereabouts, and just ping off of that, and, and another line would be slightly below it. I mean, right here, it has a small pivot point. Vo- We're down
4: 15 bucks in the pre-market Okay, too, so, so it's 314 right now.
5: Okay, all Ooh. right, perfect. So it's below that line. So forget the right here comment. So <laughs> that's already gone. So- there's, an, there's another tick of interest that was... Um on 22nd of October, somewhere around 299, or let's call it $300. We see charts on these Joel? E- yes. I on. thought
3: Spencer, you were doing them.
5: I'm w- we're I- doing charts. Give
2: Nick a second to get the chart up yeah, and then yeah. the chart. Yeah, I don't everybody. I don't
5: trade we, it. So wait. We, we are wait. so
3: demanding here, Nick.
5: <laughs> yeah, are. wait. You know, I I'm I missed...
3: spending an hour with these guys.
5: I was looking for <laughs> I was looking for my morning uh wake up coffee. So here's my beef with remember my beef with Zoom the price to sales. I don't mind the the stock being expensive from a PE or losing money or whatever for growth companies. I don't mind it at all. My beef is how excited are the buyers? When when somebody pays Snow, over 200 years worth of sales in the current stock price. I know Jim Cramer has told us that we're idiots. We don't know how to do math, but because Snow does something different, I don't know what it was, but uh, it's 200 years worth of sales inside. So that's twice as expensive as Zoom was. Zoom just got a haircut on that on that front. So, um, 200, it's too too rich for me. I don't know the company, but from a trading perspective, the base that served for that crazy earnings uh, spike is 288, 289. Ping off of that. How close to that you want to get?
2: And I just wanted to clarify a comment from earlier when Dennis and Joel, uh, Dennis Joel and Nick are, are all talking about hedging. They're talking about hedging their trades. You guys don't hedge your investments,
4: right? No, I don't. I don't hedge my long term portfolio. If you make so. an
2: investment, you have He's a only thesis. got one. He's only
4: got Uber long term. Yeah. <laughs> if it you make portfolio. an investment,
5: if you make an investment, you 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 make you have a thesis. If your thesis is correct, there's no need to get out. You just manage the size of it exactly. and to see if it's still good for the overall portfolio. Yeah. most of the stuff I do is trading by definition because I sell puts on oversold stocks. I don't try to short, um, other stocks, you know, the Neo short, I, I put short in quotes because buying a put spread or a put on a stock is not a hard level short. Uh, so I'm not picking a fight. I'm trying to gain some money out of a price action that's negative. So, uh, yes, these are trades and, when I say get long, it depends. If somebody loves the stock and wants to get into it right, then they might find one of these levels as a good starting point. So if you, if you love snow, if it gets closer to 290, 280, it makes for a good starting point based on the chart we're looking at now. The base above 260 is pretty strong.
3: Dennis, you did do, we, we did do a little hedging in, back in February and March. So That's that the was, only uh, thing I was
1: going to say. That, is, and, I, yeah, is, yeah. and so in
4: 20 years, I've, I've invested in the stock market since 1996, and I've bought some stocks. And I still have some stocks that I bought back in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, so I, I do hold some stuff. The only time that I've hedged my long-term portfolio really in the last 20 years was started in January of 2020 because I was really worried about the coronavirus. And we know I bought puts, I bought long-term puts against my long-term portfolio because I was nervous that we were going to crash. But you weren't Um, trying to make money off of it. obviously did happen in March. So that's what,
5: so uh, I appreciate you saying that because I've had many conversations where we say, I have a protective put and it's uh, profitable. I was like, no, it's not. The only reason it's profitable (laughs) is because because you're losing somewhere else. And if you're not losing somewhere else, you don't have a protective put, you have a, a directional bet on the market. So make sure that you know what you're buying and you don't protect everything all the time and uh, you should be partially hedged to give you um, a a few minutes to react to an oh shit moment on some morning open or something.
4: I, I, again, my trading portfolio, I hedge, I do not hedge my long-term portfolio except for February because I thought we were going to the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) And you know, and and
5: you know why you don't hedge your, your investments because headlines don't matter. (laughs) Very long-term. Yeah, it's true. Very few headlines matter. They they don't create new price paths. They might exaggerate the current price action and maybe um, expedite it, but they don't create new uh,
3: cash is a hedge too. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, and I, hey, know, there's
5: look, no inflation according to the Fed, so. Uh, <laughs> it, <and> also, <laughs> uh, don't get don't start on that.
3: I mean, You're also, good. like your investment um horizon too. It uh, you yeah. know, where are you? Are you you know a young like a young bug like Spencer who's going to be investing for a long time, or like an old guy like me? You know hoping to get out of this rat race i mean it's yeah that's a that's a that's one thing you really got to keep it there's no one set formula hedge don't hedge you know it, it really depends on a lot of different things it
4: does for sure
3: please consult your investment advisor before making any investment
2: decisions <laughs> All right, Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. Also runs uh, SellSpreads.com. Nick, we always appreciate your time. Uh, you, you put in the Benzinga.com chat that your uh, your wife's going into surgery tomorrow. So good luck with that from all of us. Um, Life changing.
5: Life changing. Let us know how
2: that goes. Um, and she'll be in our thoughts. And thank you so much. Let us know how that goes in. And, and we'll, we'll talk to you. All right. All right.
3: All right. Thanks, you Nick. Later. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Alrighty, Um
3: just hanging out up here folks. We're not we're not trying to give back uh, really any of these gains. Trading just 3 bucks off the high of the pre-market session, everything just kind of holding up. Really no no disasters out there that I that I could see. I mean Dennis maybe you'll be able to find one or two, but uh there's
4: always something moving. Yeah. Um, somebody was just asking "Did I hedge back in 2007 2008 no you know why and I just I, I was of the opinion that no I don't you know I just long biased I actually thought it was going to get into an ugly period but I did not hedge my long-term portfolio and I watched my long-term portfolio get absolutely hammered and that is why I was so nervous in 2020 when we were seeing what was happening in China in January you know and then February and then obviously you know it came over here in March Um, I just did not want to see my long-term portfolio lose 60% of its value again. And that's what my long-term investment portfolio did in 2008. It lost 60% of its value. And, you know, my trading was great. That was my best trading year ever. Um, So my trading was making up for it, but I have this long-term account, you know, I had a bunch of stocks in there and stocks like, you know, Apple and you know, Microsoft and MasterCard were hammered. Now, again, 2008 was great for me long-term because I did buy some stocks in 2008, 2009 in my long-term portfolio. And those stocks made my investment portfolio, you know, because there was, you know, obviously everything got hammered. Some stocks were down 80, 90%. And obviously, you know, they've come back over the last 10 years. So, I mean, It it all depends, like Joel was saying, your time horizon, what you're doing. Are you listening to the show trying to get, you know, a good, you know, an investment idea? Are you listening to the show for trading? I think the majority of of people listening to the show are traders. They're active traders. They're looking for edges. I hedge my active trading. I do not hedge my long term portfolio.
2: You want to see this crazy chart uh, from from Goldman Sachs? Of course we do. What do you want? This is from Goldman Sachs. No, no, I'm going to bring it up. You got it? Okay. Um, this is a chart of this is S and P five hundred uh, front month futures going back to January twenty sixteen. The dark blue line is the re- nine regular trading hours, regular U S trading hours. The light blue line is overnight. i
3: have seen this one before. Yeah, right,
2: exactly. It just goes to show there's two different worlds out there, right? There's yeah, the regular yeah. trading session and there's the overnight trading session. The story here probably is to just sell the open um, um and, uh, and the, oh, I'm sorry, uh, buy the clothes and sell the open. This is um but pretty wild. This
4: is exactly why I moved to overnight trading. This is the this is the reason. Yep. This is the reason because I traded intraday. When I started nineteen ninety nine, I only purely day traded, nine thirty to four. And I did that until about 2011. Yep. And then I started to adapt and said, look, you know, there are some major moves happening overnight here um, I'm, that I'm missing. And I was like, I make more money trading overnight than I do intraday. So I changed my hours. And we know I talk about that. I work from 7 a.m. to 10 and, you know, obviously do the show, you know, and, and during. But, you know, and then I do the after hours session from four to eight. And the reason, you know, I do that, and sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and trade earlier than that. I used to trade at 4 a.m. too, as I like trading the stocks and the stocks open at 4 a.m. on ARCA and Island, or NASDAQ, it's called now, it's Old Island. I still call it Island. Um, so this is showing you that there's huge alpha in trading overnight. Now I'm not saying everybody, it's a different animal. It's a lot harder to, you know, be trading. There's a lot more risk trading overnight. You got headline risk, you know, and I became a headline trader, which is another reason why obviously, you know, I, um, I've moved to overnight trading because it's not as many headlines that come out during the day. People wait for their news. I like trading the earnings calls. I like trading the sympathy, you know, and those don't come out till after four o'clock. So other reasons as well, but this is a great chart showing you that, Hey, you just trading primarily intraday. We really haven't gone far in the last, you know, um, three, four years. It's all been made overnight, holding overnight. So. I mean, in, one year, in what year did we start?
3: In what year did we start pre-market prep? 2013, I think. Uh, was no. it around 2013? It took, uh, right there, uh, 2013. No, because no, uh, the Facebook IPO was in uh, uh, 2012. So I believe it was in late in 2011 uh, when we did that. And then, and then we
4: joined Benzinga maybe in 2013. We, we were doing it yeah. on our own for a while with our 50 Ubu listeners.
2: <laughs> well,
3: it was first. Ubu,
2: I remember Ubu. <laughs> Wait, we gotta it was get terrible. You listen it to our old whole our whole media. Ubu. Oh,
4: man, we sucked. I Oh boy. We could we, not speak. Can we
3: find one of those?
4: We still you, suck, maybe, but not as bad yeah. as we
3: <laughs> Can you can you find because we used to have like the pictures and then every time we would talk we were only like that that our head would like if you were talking your head would like go blue blah blah bloom. Then if I was talking go blue, bloom blah. And then we <laughs> had we had that one guy in Indiana that listened to us. Remember his name? Yeah. Um you Kevin, Kevin. you yeah. You, Kevin you would listen him? to
4: us. Yeah, He, he was us. a dedicated listener. He was like one he of loved our, us. We had like 20 dedicated listeners. And Kevin was one. Of, he listened every day. He was our
3: first <laughs> listener. We yeah. got to get him on. We he was
4: an him. interesting fellow.
2: Kevin, around, but <laughs> Kevin predates me. And, and no, I don't oh, know. He when did
3: you join us, Spencer?
4: Uh,
2: was,
3: I know exactly when he joined us. October 2015. It was, uh, I was uh, getting ready to go to uh, Israel. And the day before I left, or a week before I left, Brianna said, "Um, I'm leaving. And uh, Spencer went from the... What customer service desk?
2: I was an you, intern. I was an intern. An intern. intern. You know, yeah, a little, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything.
3: And, and we were in the middle of the move, and we were crammed into this little room. Remember that? Word. And so Spencer, yeah, Spencer. Uh, I, when I came back, he started working with them, and I've gotten a lot of compliments from uh, from Spencer or for Spencer. And the other thing that I want to say is that uh, you know we're putting together our end of the year special, right? And if you just take the headlines from the spencer makes up from the show from the entire year you will get a perspective on the markets like no one else and there's some really funny ones in here and uh we're putting it together and we'll have it for you i know mitch is going to be working on it with me and spencer but man dennis uh we got some good clips of you uh, um, when you came back from your trip, remember, you did that trip, like, right before the the blank hit the fan, so we're working on it. We're gonna have it for you guys real, Good. real soon. Dennis
2: came. Back. Dennis came back. He was wearing a mask on the show. I don't know if you know. I
3: know he was. He was. We got a I'm telling of- you, I
4: did not want to go on that trip. I wanted to get out of the trip. I had to hedge my portfolio. I was that nervous about the market. I was like, I didn't get on an airplane and fly somewhere. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. It was in the end of February, and anyway, we are going to Jamaica. We were going with friends. And Laura's like, I think, and then we're like, Am, are we ahead of it or not? Me and my wife are having the conversation. Go like, it's coming. Are we ahead of it or not? And then the world started imploding while I was down in Jamaica. And I'm like texting Joel. I'm calling Joel. I'm like, I'm so scared we we'll gonna get stuck on this resort. Somebody's going to end up with coronavirus. They're going to lock down the resort and be stuck on Jamaica. And it isn't going to be a fun place when I'm stuck in my hotel room. I was just picturing that cruise ship. I'm like, man, I just want off of this. And anyways, you know what though? I was happy I went because I had to get Yeah, to-
3: you were smart. It and was like you-
4: the calm right before the storm. We didn't get coronavirus, so we made it out there safe. And then I came back and obviously the trading You
3: FaceTime our- from your balcony and you showed the pool. There was yeah. no one at the pool. It was
4: so dead. Yeah. And then they're like, then the, then the people at the resort were saying, why, you know, like, this is so <laughs> quiet here. Is this and like, no, this is seasonably, it was like 60% full only. And now obviously obviously would have been way dead a couple weeks later, but there's people not going on vacation back at the end of February because they're like, eh, a little bit nervous about this virus. <laughs>
2: Uh, right. sorry one, about one, that tangent. Let, let's do one more. Let's just do Penn P N N before we go. Because this one ripped yesterday and then they yeah. had news this morning. They're entering Maryland, is essentially the news on on Penn this morning. Okay, they, let's one, do that one,
3: one and then we got a new listener, and I wanna I wanna help out the new uh, listener. I'm still on Penn.
4: Hope it um, I I'm sticking with it. I said it was going to hundred and then I spooked out and sold it. I rebought it at sixty-three. I don't know if it's going to hundred or not, but I'm not betting against day
3: port noise. So I'm still on. Um, I don't know if someone got called in yesterday or something, Dennis. Because I don't know if there was some news or someone thought they had some news. Or there was that ripping eighty
4: to eighty four. Wow. Yeah, Well so, off
3: top. I mean, you temporary. I mean, you can say that, but. If you're trading this or you're you holding this long-term, you want to see it stay above that former breakout level, kind of sneak below that. But just keep an eye on 7901. Uh, that was the old-time closing high. Uh, looks like it's going to improve on it today. So I'm, I don't know. I think it's you can get back up to that 84, what, 8469? But I think it's going to take a little bit of work. And then uh, someone new to just join the show uh, asking about Insego. Uh, That did sell off um, yesterday a little bit. And it just, yeah, from the highs. I mean, that was just, it got crazy here in the pre market. And we talked about that 1680 level. Never saw that again. So, yeah, not a great candle, but, you know, let's see if you can hold, you know, that yesterday's high right there near the previous day's low. So you don't want to see it leak into that second candle.
4: I'm so long at Seagull.
2: We didn't even talk SPACs, but that's okay because we've got... The oh, SPAC- I
3: can't believe it. That's all we talked about on it's the. Okay. Pre- okay. show.
2: We've got the SPAC attack show at 11 Uh, here on YouTube.com slash TV, <sighs> so I'm sure they'll hit on BTWN uh, and some others there. Uh, thanks to our guest today, Nick Shaheen. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Going to bring up our disclaimer so you can see that not the, that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, hit that like button. Show us some love. Hit like. Hit subscribe. You'll get notified when we go live. We appreciate all the likes, all the comments, all the super chats in YouTube, all the comments on Benzinger Pro, Benzinger.com. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. We'll be be back. Joel and I will at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, everyone have a good rest of your trading day and uh, good luck out there. It's a wild time